morning, Gateway Church. We are a growing family after God's heart. Happy New Year on this day, January 1st. Now, I've never really been that big on New Year's resolutions. Anybody like me, you just like, you kind of yawn and, and roll your eyes a little bit on the New Year's resolutions. It's okay if you do them, but I just have never been that big on that. But since it's January 1st, I have something that, that uh, I want to do. I want this to be a year of breaking seals. Now, if you were here last Sunday, you know a little bit of what I'm talking about, all right? At the end of my message, I gave an envelope like this to each person, come and see. And it's an invitation, all right? And, uh, but... You know, to find out what's inside, you have to break the seal, right? In any invitation, you have to break the seal and, and take out that invitation because on that invitation is all the information that the person who sent it to you wants you to know. Who, what, why, where. And if you don't break the seal and take out the invitation and read it, and then reply to it, what good is the invitation? And so, if you didn't receive one of these, and shortly, not right now, I want to make sure that you got one, all right? But an illustration came to mind. The presidential inauguration is only a few weeks away, right? I think it's January 20th. Donald Trump will take the oath on the Capitol steps and become the 45th president of the United States. Now, if he were to send you or me a personal invitation to his inauguration, okay, I know the illustrations break down somewhere, and there might be, you know, I don't know, I'm not going to ask anyone to raise hands or anything like that. There might, there might be a few here who would say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to that inauguration if, you know, so, okay, you pick your president, all right? You pick your, your president. Maybe it's Abraham Lincoln. If you go back in time, you get, a, get a, an, a, an invitation. Ronald Reagan. No, if I got an invitation from President-elect Donald Trump, I would, I would open it up and I would respond to it. And it comes, you know, in an envelope. And it's official White, White House envelope. I mean, when you, not something like this. This is cheesy. <laughs> it works. <laughs> we worked hard on it. I mean, it's, it is the best that we could do under the circumstances. But I mean, the White House, there it is, right? You can see the White House. With, with the lawn and the, the fence there and the, the flowers. And you're going, wow, is this really an envelope from the White House? You turn it over, and it's got the presidential seal as a stamp. Now, Deanna and I last night were talking about in the, you know, the, the old days when they had those wax stamps, and you, you'd slop it right on there. And a courier would, would take it to a captain or whoever, and then they would open up, break that seal. 
And then you, you looked at it and went, wow, okay, I'm really busy. You don't know what's inside it, but you go to your desk, and it, when you have a little time, you're going you're gonna to open up that envelope from the White House. You just set it on your desk, and you get busy. And a lot, a lot of things come flying through the office of your own life. And you just kind of start piling on, piling on. Pretty soon, it's April. And you're kind of organizing, reorganizing and looking at some things. It's April. You pick out that, that envelope from the White House. And you're going, wow, I should, should have looked at this earlier. You open it up and you find out. There was two complimentary tickets in it to the inauguration. Abraham Lincoln wanted you to go. Front row seats. Front row seats. Security code right there. Call this number. Tell them who you are. President Trump, whoever he wants you to be there on the front row. Three nights stay at the White House. You get to sleep in, in the Lincoln bedroom. You get to go to one of the balls, presidential balls. You get to see the inauguration down, what street is that again? Pennsylvania Avenue. And you find out it's what? It's too late. You didn't break the seal and look at what's inside and respond. Hmm. I think we do that with God's invitations to us. I get this invitation and we, we have over a hundred of them in the word of God. So that's what I want to talk about, breaking the seal. 2017. So what I'm going to do is if you didn't get one of these invitations, I'm just going to have the ushers come forward. They're going to hand out these invitations, pass the little basket. If you didn't get one, just grab one. But listen now, you, you can't open it here. All right, come on, guys. Come forward, hand these out. You guys, okay, if you need one, just raise your hand, all right? And we'll make sure you get one. If you weren't here last week, don't open it up. It doesn't really have any value if you open it up now. What I want you to do is take it home with you and then only open it up when you're going to spend time with God alone, all right? One-on-one -on -one time, 15 to 30 minutes minimum. I hope it's longer than that. When you're alone with the Lord, just... Just open it up. In my life, I, I want this year to be a year of breaking seals. I have a humorous but sad story. It has to do with, with this picture. See, I only had one image in my mind when I was thinking of this metaphor of breaking the seals. It was this one here. Until I saw something on the sidewalk next to the church sign out here. 
I was driving in driveway, and I saw all the come and see yard signs. Now, make sure if, if you have a yard sign in your, in your yard, pull it, all right? Get it, you know, it's come and gone, right? That service, Christmas Eve service. So there were four or five out there on the, the boulevard, and I thought, well, I got to pull those out and, you know, throw them away. So I was pulling them out, and then I, I saw a container, a bottle. It was a vodka bottle on the sidewalk out there. And I looked down, and obviously the seal on the vodka bottle was empty, and there was a little bit left in there, but the seal had been broken. And as I looked at that, I was thinking, oh, my word, that metaphor I only had one thing in my mind when I was thinking of the broken seal. And here I'm seeing this bottle of vodka with a, with a broken seal. I, it was the craziest thing. All of a sudden, my mind went back to the time when we were cleaning out my dad's bedroom down in the basement. And I'm not kidding you. There were hundreds of the same liquor bottle with the broken, I can see it, the broken red seal over the top of the, the cap. It's like, there's more seals than just one. I had, I had one in mind. The seal I had in mind to be broken was God's invitation to come to him and drink deeply from his well. But the world has their substitutes. John said in 1 John 2.13, there's the lust of the flesh. It's like a seal. The lust of the eyes, the pride of life. The sad part is so many people are breaking other seals instead of coming to God breaking the seal of some substance, breaking that seal of a substance that the devil says will give you life, will take away the pain, will give you some kind of happiness. And the word says it's never going to last. It's a counterfeit. You're breaking the wrong seal. I want to break the right seal. Do you? The funny part of the story is what I did with the bottle. I, I'm out there. Cars were driving by. I'm right here at the church. I got a vodka bottle in my hand. <laughs> trying to, trying to like, okay. I can't really put this vodka bottle in my garbage in my, in my desk. You know, it's like, I don't think, <laughs> it's like, I don't think that'll work. I know what I'll do. I'll put it in Julie's garbage. <laughs> I 
And I thought, oh boy, I hope Troy, the highway patrol officer, doesn't pull up beside me when I'm right out there. And Pastor Paul, what's up? Windows down. So I just took it out to the back there. But this envelope here stands in for all the invitation, all of them, that God gives us to come to him. Throughout the scripture, we read the words, and through the spirit, we hear God say to us, what, come. That's how Jesus started his public ministry. He said, come and see Come and follow me, and the Bible concludes with an invitation. Jesus begins, the Spirit closes. I love this. Revelation twenty two seventeen. the Spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears, that's us, say, come. Let the one who is thirsty, come. And let the one who wishes to take the free gift of water, of life, Come. Therefore, every single day, I want to respond to the invitation of Jesus to come by breaking the right kind of seals. So I'm going to give you a few scriptures, all right? So we think about this year. So I want to start with this one. John 7, 37. On the last and the greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice. There was no microphones. He had to speak over all of the activity, the noise around him. And he said, let anyone who's thirsty come to me and what? Drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. And then he explains what that means, and when that will happen. By this he meant the Holy Spirit with whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been yet given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Jesus makes the connection between coming to him and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You can't connect with God without the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. It's impossible. 2017, the year of breaking seals, of daily coming to him through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That's what I want to talk about this morning. The Holy Spirit. Just like Jesus promised, the Spirit was poured out on them on the day of Pentecost at the birth of the church of Jesus Christ. He said, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within this, within them. This By this he meant the Spirit. And just like he promised, Acts 1.4. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command to his disciples, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. 
They received as Jesus said they would. Later on in that, in that chapter, you read about it. The Holy Spirit falls on them. Now what? For them, it was really pretty simple. The Holy Spirit fell on them. And in the Acts of the Apostles, we read about what took place in church history because of the work of the Holy Spirit within the church. But what about me and you? When we come and we take the invitations and we break the seals and we we open that up and we respond to the invitations prayerfully meditating on God's word, listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit who is speaking to us. I sit at his feet, listen, open his word, read and meditate, but how do I, how do I sustain the encounter? That's what I'm asking. How do I live this out on Monday morning when you go to work? Thursday afternoon, Friday evening, Listen, by walking by the Holy Spirit, that's how. We, we need to, to understand and learn what it means to walk by the Spirit and not have it just be some theological term that we know about, but actually walking by the Spirit. If I, if I were to ask you, do you know? How do you walk by the Spirit? How would you respond? You open up that invitation, you respond to it, you do everything in it, but how do you sustain it? I'm going to close today by giving you a tool that has helped me immensely through the years. I mean, I think for the majority of my life, I theologically understood about what it meant to walk by the Spirit, and I, I believe that I was doing it, but not all the time. Not that we will do that all the time. We're in our, we, we're, we have this flesh that beats against us and the world system and, and the devil. Until I really began to wrestle with that, I, I got to learn what it means to walk by the Spirit in a tangible way. And I want you to as well. 2 Corinthians 13, 14 says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the whole Trinity is involved here. And the love of God, this is Paul concluding his message to the Corinthians. He ends this way. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship. Underline that. It's this obscure verse that we hardly ever even know it's in the Bible, but it's a great verse. And the fellowship or friendship of who? The Holy Spirit be with you all. Isn't that a cool verse? These guys understood what it meant to walk by the Spirit.
Galatians 5.16 says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Galatians 5.18, but if you are led by the Spirit, what does that mean? If you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Hmm. Underline led by the Spirit. Verse 25, since we, there it is again, live by the Spirit, let us what? Keep in step with the Spirit. I want to share with you a simple acronym that I've been using for 10 plus years. It's only a tool. That's all it is. Some tools stick. Others don't. This one stuck for me. It's helped me. Now, do I use it all the time, and am I flawless in my walking in the Spirit? No. When I'm really at a point in my life where I'm saying, man, I've been in the flesh, I've been buying into the world system, I've been believing the lies of the devil, many times the Holy Spirit will just remind me. Have conversation. I, I, I'm in communion with the whole Godhead, God the Father, my Abba, my Daddy, Teach us how to pray, the disciples said. Hallowed be your name. Jesus, our Father, Abba, I set your name apart in my heart. Being to list the names of the Father that, that the Holy Spirit reminds me of, and I just give praise to my Abba. Jesus, I pour out my love. On you. I break the alabaster jars, those things that are most important to me, and I just lay them at my feet. I break them open. My my love that I have, what little love is in my heart right now, I just give it to you, Jesus. And then I don't leave the Holy Spirit out. It's triune God. The Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I, and I have conversation through the word. I think that's what it means to be led by the Spirit. The best way, the most effective way for me to walk by the Spirit when I'm actually doing it is when I'm interacting with God. I'm in conversation with him, interacting with the Holy Spirit. And you can do this working at the office, driving to and from work, at home with the kids, in the middle of the day. Hear me, the fundamental way to walk in the Spirit is by maintaining an active dialogue with the Holy Spirit. He lives inside us. Isn't that what Jesus said? Springs of living water, streams of living water would flow from within. I got to get that flowing. I've shared this before, but it helps me trust. It's a simple acronym. 
Trust. Walking by the Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Recognize the Spirit's indwelling presence in you simply by thanking Him for it. Verbally saying it. R. Release revelation. Ask the Spirit to release the revelation of God's heart, His word, and purpose for you. I often pray this prayer right out of Ephesians 1.17. Underneath this release revelation, Paul says it right here. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you, the Trinity's right here again, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Write that down, Ephesians 1.17. Look it up later. I pray that. Holy Spirit, release in me now the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I want to know God better. You, use me. Ask the Spirit to use you more and more in the spiritual gifts that he's given to you. Look for opportunities to serve. There's always, every single day, there's an opportunity to be used by God. Somebody in your neighborhood needs help. You help them. My neighbor recently had a knee replacement surgery. He's an older man. And it was cool when I heard this scraping sound. And, and I, I look out my window and Stefan is out there shoveling his walks. It's like, you, use me. I mean, that's, for us and him, maybe that wasn't that big a deal, but for, but for the family there, that was a huge deal. There's all kinds of those things that we can do. S. Strengthen me. Ask the Spirit to strengthen your mind, your emotions, your speech with his might. If you want a verse on that, it's, Ephesians 3.16, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power, listen, through his spirit, where? In your inner being. I pray this a lot, many times. Strengthen me. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would strengthen me now, my mind, my emotions, my body. And then T, this one I love. I mean, I just love this one because it works. When I pray, Holy Spirit, teach me. Teach me about Jesus. That's, that's a role of the Holy Spirit, his will, his ways, his heart. John 14, 26, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, Jesus is praying here, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. You can write that in, in, a, in the paragraph. John 16, 13, the spirit truth will guide you. This is the role into all truth. So I love that work of, of the Holy Spirit. He just teaches us. He takes that revealed word of God and just puts it down deep into our hearts and into our minds. Aha moments. 
John 16, 14. Holy Spirit will glorify me, Jesus is saying, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. And he still does that, the Holy Spirit. So I'll just leave this up. If, if you want, if you're saying I can't write all that down, you can take your smartphone after service, right? And then just come up and take a picture, all right? I'll have, I'll have Nathan put the picture up there so you can just put it on your phone so you have it. So here's how we're going to close. We're going to come to the table. We had three tables here. We have communion on the first Sunday of each month. Isn't this a great way to begin the new year? January 1st, 2017, coming to the table of the Lord. I love it. I love what Jesus said in Luke 22, verse 15. And he said to his disciples, he said to them, and he's saying this to us today, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Verse 19. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it. And gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Many times we distribute the, the bread and the cup. But today, I think it's fitting for us to come to the table of the Lord. And so we have that which is symbolic of the Lord's body, bread, and that which is symbolic of his blood. We have juice in the, in the big bowl. Communion is for the children, the sons and daughters of God through faith in Christ. Today, if you don't know Jesus in a personal way, this would be the day to give your life to him by simply saying and praying this kind of prayer. Jesus, I need your forgiveness. Forgive me of my sin, which separates me from, from a holy and loving God. You love me so much that you bore my sin on your body. Your blood was shed for me when they whipped you when they put that crown of thorns on your head and blood dripped from your brow so that my sins could be forgiven. So all by grace, today I say, come into my life, forgive me. That's what it takes. If you know Jesus in that way, if you've prayed a prayer similar to that, if you've given your life and your heart to Christ, then this table is for you. 
I'm going to ask the team to come on up. They're going to start playing a song. Just for a few moments, I want you just, just to spend that time with the Lord. Make sure your heart is, is right. If you're a Christian, this is not about, well, I wonder if my relationship with, with God is secure. Your relationship with God is secure if you're in Christ. But maybe your fellowship is distant from God. And maybe you've been breaking the wrong kind, kinds of seals in your life, trying to find life in that which can't give it. And you just want to pray to God, God, purify my heart. Give me a love for you.